Dunwoody, Southern England, 1834. The churchyard was so choked with weeds that one could scarcely read the markings on the headstones. This was worrisome to Arthur, who would tend to this grave, who would lay flowers at his headstone as Philip lay rotting beneath the earth. As the vicar glanced up at the leaden sky and cleared his throat, Arthur glanced surreptitiously at the two dozen or more mourners huddled around, mentally assessing who among them could be depended upon to tend this grave. Not one of them. In a low bass voice, the vicar began the funeral hymn, and the mourners in their black crepe armbands and funeral bonnets joined him in the lugubrious melody. Nothing more than morbid curiosity had brought this throng here. They had come only to gawk, to see if the fantastic rumour was true, to look upon the grave and witness with their own eyes that one of the infamous rogues of Regent Street was dead. Arthur lowered his gaze to the plain pine box in the hole yawning before him and imagined Philip inside, his arms folded serenely across what was left of his chest, his grey face free of pain, and the death shroud wrapped loosely about him. He regretted he hadn't found something better in which to clothe him, but unfortunately there was nothing better to be had at Dunwoody. It was little more than a hunting lodge and used infrequently. There had been just an old nondescript suit of clothes to give the undertaker, but Philip had not been quite as large as the previous owner, and with a good portion of his torso gone, the fit was atrocious. Not that Arthur believed that what he wore to the afterlife was important, it was just that Philip had always been so foppishly meticulous about his dress, he would despise spending all of eternity in an old, ill-fitted suit of clothing. And besides, if Arthur didn't think about what Philip wore now, he would think about how goddamned furious he was. Why did he do this? What divine providence gave Lord Philip Rothenbow the bloody right to do this? The sudden surge of anger was as razor-sharp and white-hot as it had been the moment Julian had lifted his head from Philip's bloodied chest and uttered the words that still seemed to reverberate throughout the forest. He is dead. The mourners' voices suddenly swelled to a crescendo, then fell again as they began a second verse. Arthur cringed, forced himself to look up, blinking into the cold mist that enveloped them. What in God's name were they doing here? This could not be real. It had all started so innocently, just another respite at Dunwoody, the four rogues gaming and whoring with their friends, lazily planning a bit of a hunt the next morning.